Get ready to drop the puck, take a free throw, and step up to the plate. It's time for the Metro East Sports Podcast on lineupmedia.fm. From beautiful Bunker Hill High School, welcome to the Metro East Sports Podcast, talking all things sports in the Metro East, season number four, show number 42, shout out Jackie Robinson, recorded Monday, November 20th, 2023, I am David Leip. And tonight's show, we are talking all things Bunker Hill. We are on location on the hill, way up north tonight in the house for Joe Parmentier's triumphant comeback <laughs> as the head basketball coach, as the Bunker Hill Minutemen take on O'Fallon Christian Academy tonight. That's right, right, coach? Yes, sir. You're doing a good job. Parmentier is back. They <laughs> yeah. could not keep him down. He fought the man with one arm. He faced the angry assault by the cheeseburger, and now he returns to bring his unique style to the sideline. I was trying to get the Rockies theme in there, too, and I forgot it. And he is joined by the incomparable school board member who actually made this all happen by reaching out to the show, Julie Fulton. But before we get to these two amazing guests, thanks to partners Cassins, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram, Callaway Home Loans, Keller Williams Marquee, the Blasting Game Group, Integrity Spine and Joint Center Front Office Fiduciary Network, Oakbrook Golf Club, Viviano Heating and Air Conditioning, and Wang Gang Asian Eats. And folks, don't forget to, sub- to subscribe to this podcast. It's free and you love it. And number two, follow us in all of our social media platforms on X, Facebook, and of course, the Gram. And if you have a story idea, email me, please, just like Julie did at mespdave at gmail.com. And don't forget, to put the subject in the, in the subject line. And remember, you can nominate your favorite team for Integrity Spine and Joint Center, Metro East Team of the Month. Could be a park and rec team. Could be a middle school team, a high school team. You name it. To nominate a team for Team of the Month, send your suggestion to mespdave at gmail.com and put Team of the Month in the subject line. Welcome to the show, Coach. Oh, I'm ready. It's good seeing you again. Are you excited? Oh, man, I've been waiting for this for, what, three or four years now? I think I've been out of it. So You're stoked, uh, as the kids would say. Yeah, I've been here all summer and um, got a great group of kids, um, great administration, great school board. I've been blessed. I mean, uh, the community donated $10,000 for the program right off the start. I mean, I, I, it's just been a wonderful – I mean, we've got outfits and everything going, so – I'm really glad you mentioned the school board because to your left is Julie Fulton, the school board member. Welcome to the show, Julie. (laughs) Thank you for having me, and thank you for coming up here. I appreciate that so much. It's so fun to be here. You know, I get the I'm getting the Hoosiers movie vibe. You know, this this gym is going to be rocking. It's going to be packed. You got a small town here. Everybody knows each other and loves each other. So, why'd you hire this guy? (laughs) He's got a great record. He his name just. He's known for basketball. He's known for his sports. He's known around the community. He's known in surrounding communities. We're just very thankful. The Parmentier family yes. is, is very well known for not just basketball coaching, but also uh, football coaching and sports in general. So how do you feel? Well, um, you know, Coach Lofka is the, the gym's name after James Lofka. Him and my dad went to high school together and college together. They played basketball together. Uh, when I was a kid growing up in the 60s, I came here a lot to watch the Glispie Miners, who my dad was coaching and Coach Lofka was coaching here. And the rivalry and the the spirit of the school and this community, uh, it's right, just like Glispie right. was in the old days. I mean, it was just something, and I really wanted to coach at, at uh, Coach Lofka Hall and because he's one of my role models. And uh, 
So uh, when the job opened up, I thought, well, I've been out of basketball for three years. I didn't think I had a chance. And I told my wife, I said, I, I don't think I get it, but I'm really excited if I do. And then they called me on a Thursday night and – you're and, loving it. And I love it. You oh, got a big my. smile. I feel like I'm 20 years younger. Okay, I'm going to ask you. Does this feel like the first night you ever coached basketball, or is it better? This is the best night yet. I mean, I'm going to be 65 years old, and I'm telling you, I got so many nerves going right now. Um, what to wear, you know, because I'm usually in maroon or gold or, or you know, <laughs> something else, and then all of a sudden I got on this red sweater, and I'm, I'm, I'm super excited to be here. Sleep much last night? I slept pretty good, yeah, I did. I, I, I'm really happy with our boys. I mean, they've worked hard. What do you like about your team? Uh, I just love them. They're just, they're just great kids. Uh, they work so hard. We're awful young, but uh, uh, we have two seniors, uh, two juniors, and the rest are freshmen and sophomore. But their work ethic is, I guess, because most of them are farmers and, and Cardinal fans. I don't know. Uh, you know, I come in here as yep, a Cub fan, fans. and all I do is catch heck. <laughs> So they all wear Cardinal jerseys to practice, and I tell them, get out of here. So. What can we expect from the Minutemen this year? Oh, you're going to see a lot of hustle, a lot of teamwork. Full court uh, press? Yes, sir. And we're going to be, play a lot of kids. I play a lot of kids. I'll play 10 kids tonight at least. That keeps kids involved. I think kids yes. like that. Yeah. And, and I have a really good junior varsity coach. His name's Doug Banwert. And uh, we, we're not playing to really win. We want to get all our kids to play, you know. So we got we, we wait up a schedule where kids are going four minutes, four minutes, four minutes. So every kid gets a chance to play because it's it's a great opportunity, and I think that that prepares them for varsity. What do you know about your opponent tonight? I know they play man to man, and I know that they uh, they got a nice ball player named uh, that's number twenty two. Uh, I just don't, you know, I I don't know how the nerves are going to be for the kids because we're so young. And they're learning a whole new system. Uh, Coach Short did a, gr a great job last year, and, and and now we're changing it up a little bit. So, you know, it's uh, you know coming in, and and uh, you know we had a scrimmage game on Saturday. We didn't look very good on Saturday. I think it was the nerves, but I brought the people in, and I, you couldn't believe the community showing up, and the signs all over town. And then we, oh, had, I saw them. And then we had a, a pep rally today that was just amazing. I mean. The, the community is just—it's just a. Uh, I've never been in a place like this. It's—it's—it's it's, pretty—it's pretty special. Feeling the love? Oh my goodness! Bunker Hill, feel Bunker. the love. Wow, is that it's it? A, I, you know, and I've been—you know—I've been at a lot of places, but man, I really like this place. I—I I told my wife in a couple of years I, when she retires, I want to move here because I just love the community and. It's just, it's just really laid back here, you know. People aren't in a hurry, and they got good places to eat, which you know I like to eat. Tell and, me where to eat. <laughs> I go up here and I get some pizza and, and some wings and and uh, there's there's some really good stuff here. I mean they got it's you know for a small town and plus they got Abe Lincoln in the middle of the town. I and saw I, that they've got yeah. they've got a statue of Abe Lincoln and they've got a they've got a town cleanup day. Did I read that right on Wikipedia that there's a day when the whole town comes out and cleans out cleans we up? We have done that a few times in the past. Yes, it's not something that we do annually, but okay. yeah, there is a town cleanup day where we have gone to the park went down Main Street, well, the, all the Main Streets, and just cool. kind of picked up trash and what we needed to do to She's special, isn't she? Right. She's all really right. a special lady. <laughs> Julie, you stick around. Coach, sure. I want right. to let you go. All right. I but love I want to appreciate you. you. <laughs> I appreciate you for coming out here tonight. Yeah. Good luck, and we're happy to be in Bunker Hill, and we're here for you. Okay, you have a You're great Thanksgiving, my buddy. All right. I got, I got something for you before you go, too. Thanks, okay. Parm. Yep. All right. Thank you. Hang on one second.
Bunker Hill School Board member Julie Fulton is going to continue to chat with me. But first, thanks to partner Cassins Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram, the number one place to purchase a vehicle in the Metro East. If you're in the market for a new or a pre-owned car, check out Cassins Inventory in person where they've been for 25 years or online at Cassins.com. Cassins has earned the highest ratings for customer service. Their expert staff is committed to making your car buying experience enjoyable, including convenient on-site financing. I purchased four vehicles there, and I will not buy a car or a truck or a minivan anyplace else. With over 80 years of experience in the Metro East, Cassins is the clear-cut leader for quality, service, and customer satisfaction. Go see Steve, Cliff, Holly, Greg, Bob, Mike, or Trent today. All right, Julie, thanks for sticking around. And, Absolutely. Uh, thanks for reaching out. Uh, it's fun to be here in, in Bunker Hill, and I, and I told you off mic, I honestly have never been here. Right. It's great to have you here, but nice stick town. around. Yeah. And you're from here. I'm fun from here. I grew up in Bunker Hill. Um, my dad is a brother of one of the partners at the farm over there, so as you come up into Bunker Hill, you see. That was one of the biggest farms I've ever seen. Yes, it is. It's, it's, it's massive. It looked like... It looked like St. Clair Square or something like that, or like an airport. It's it looked bigger. like an airport. What kind of yeah. farm is it? It's a dairy farm, dairy and grain farm. So they milk cows 24-7, and, and they um, they grow everything, grow all their food. They awesome. grow enough corn to get silage and whatnot. And then they um, they have to bring in some of the, the grain but for the cows, but it's it's a huge endeavor. Why did you Why did you run for school board? I ran for school board because I wanted to make sure that I made a difference in some way. Um, my kids' education was very important. I came to Bunker Hill High School, graduated from Bunker Hill High School. I wanted my kids to have that small school feeling, and I think we've got that still. So we moved to Bunker Hill. I lived in Staunton for about five years after I got married, and then we moved back to Bunker Hill whenever we had kids. And I just want to make sure that my kids had the same experience that I had. I'm loving this cafeteria, this commons area. I'm loving the gym. I'm loving being in this school. I know how I would describe the vibe. You tell me. How would you describe the vibe at Bunker Hill High School in the Bunker Hill community, but especially in the school district? How would you describe this school district? Energetic. We, I feel like our school district, um, we have set ourselves apart in some ways. We have... Um, some programs that some of our area schools don't have. We have a CNA program where we can send um, some of our kids to Lewis and Clark and get their CNA degree, and then they can graduate already with a degree. Getting college credits while they're yes, in high school. Yes. Very cool. Uh, we have many AP programs, so our kids are getting that extra edge there. And then we have a lot of dual credit classes. And I think that... M- some people may not consider you Metro East, but I do. I mean, I think you're Metro East. It only took us. We fall, like, we're half an hour from Edwardsville, but yep. we kind of fall in a gray area. And so if we were not Springfield, but that's kind of where our uh, conference is now, we've got into a new conference, but we still are Metro East, um, but we're just kind of out there. I'm trying to think who goes farther north that I would consider Metro East. I think Litchfield is kind of pushing it. I yes. think Litchfield is kind of halfway between Edwardsville and Springfield. Yes. Um, I don't really consider Litchfield Metro East, but I do consider Bunker Hill a Metro East to the north and south down to Smithton, down to Redbud. 
Yes. East out to breeze. Right. So that's that's how I look at it. Yeah. Okay. Well, good luck hiring hiring Parm. You know that that was a good hire for you. That we was a really good, lucked out. We yeah. lucked out. He's a great coach. I've enjoyed watching his summer practices or open gyms, I guess you want to call them. But we had a few games um, against Gillespie, against Staunton. Um, so we we kind of felt how we were to see where we needed to improve, where we needed to grow a little bit. So, How long have you been a school board member? Um, eight years plus the last one and a half, so nine and a half years. Yeah. So Is it tough? It's tough. That, what, those COVID the, years were the toughest. Oh, yeah. Those COVID years were rough. Yeah, because no matter what you decide, Nobody you're going to make happy. nobody's no going to be happy. No one was happy. I don't so. want to talk about COVID. No, COVID was, neither. Man, we spent a year and a half, almost two years, talking with sad coaches and sad, yes. sad yes. kids. And, like, it was, you know, we, you almost just have to remind yourself that even if you lose, at least you got to play. Yes. You know, the world feels a yes. lot more normal Those than it did. Those kids needed it. They needed something ago. to look forward to. Okay. Well, I tell you, Julie, what I think is cool. I think it's cool that you invited me up here for Parm's opening night. I think it's cool that when I talk to you, there's a big long list of people that you want me to have on the show because these are people and coaches and programs that you're proud of. Yes. So I think yes. when you have a school board member that is that says, hey, we got to have this person. We got to have that person. I'm proud of this person. I'm proud of this club. And there's a whole bunch of people that, that you've mentioned. Some of them may not be able to make it tonight for whatever reason, but I think it's cool. Yeah. I think it's commendable when you have a school board member who cares as much as you do. So thanks for inviting us. Well, thank you for coming again. Okay. I'm so happy that you made the drive up here. We're going to have a good time tonight. I can't wait to watch some uh, Minutemen basketball. Thank you. Me too. I'm excited. Okay. We've got my former student. Everywhere I go, I went into former students. Brendan Magruder, who is the bass fishing and the baseball coach, and he's brought along one of his star baseball pr players, Chase Butler, and Julie's going to stick around a little bit longer. But first, Andy Callaway of Callaway Home Loans saves me money every month now, and he'll save my family thousands in the long run. How? He refinanced my existing mortgage, and he can do the same for you. Rates are all over the place, but you need to take advantage of an easy, fast, and affordable way to refi. They do conventional FHA and VA loans, and ask for the Metro Esports Podcast Special. If you refi with Andy, he will donate $500 to the Metro East High School or Junior High team of your choice. He'll give $500 to the Minutemen Bass Fishing Team. He'll give $500 to the Minutemen baseball team, esports team, girls basketball team, you name it. Terms and conditions apply, but call Andy today at 618-830-3332. Save money and support your favorite team in the Metro East. All right, let's welcome the kid first. Welcome to the show, Chase. What's up? What position do you play in baseball? I'm a pitcher, outfielder, and first baseman. And what year in school are you? Uh, I'm a sophomore. I graduate in 2026. You're a sophomore? Yeah. This, is this like Puerto Rican sophomore, like where they come from Puerto Rico and they're really like 26 and they say they're 21? As you're far really, as I know, he's a you're sophomore. You're really a sophomore. You look like a big senior to me. Yeah, I get that a lot. Good for you. That's a good thing though, right? Yeah. Does that help in baseball that you're big and strong? Yeah, it's actually really beneficial. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> Mr. Magruder, good to see you again. Good to see you. So I was your English teacher? I think it was American literature in 2013. American literature. So that means you would have done a research paper. It's possible. 
<laughs> Julie, let's see if he remembers his research paper okay. topic. You don't remember. No chance. <laughs> All right, Brandon, how long have you been a coach here? Um, I started the bass fishing team my first year, and then COVID canceled it. So um, I guess this is my fifth year technically. So were you baseball your first year also? No. Um, this season would be my third, so upcoming spring. Okay. So you were, you've been bass fishing coach for five years. Head baseball coach? Yes. For three years? This will be my third, yeah. Did you play baseball at EHS? I did. For Coach Von Kauser? Well, they gave me a jersey, and they, they let me kind of come along, but I was there. <laughs> you played in a tough program. You played yeah. in a program where you, if you weren't an all-star, you weren't ever going to see the diamond. Yeah, and honestly, I think I kind of enjoyed that, and I had a good route to what I'm doing now. I, when I was at practice, um, I was just really driven to work hard and learn the game as good as I can possibly learn it and I feel like a lot of times I was almost thinking like a coach before um, I was really even thinking like a player like why are we doing this what are we learning today I was I've just been obsessed with baseball my whole life and I think my experience actually worked out really well to coaching how about you have you have you been obsessed with baseball your entire life too yep I've been playing since I was five and I play every year all summer practice all winter so yeah no basketball for you? Nope, just one sport. Really focused on it, huh? Yeah. What's it like coaching this kid? Well, I, I would say he's super driven. Um, he just cannot get enough baseball. He, he'll he play um, for a couple other teams as well, um, but he just he works his tail off. He's playing baseball pretty much every minute that he's awake. Cool. Proud of the baseball team here, huh, and the Absolutely. bass fishing too? Yes, yes. How many kids do you have on the bass fishing team? So it kind of depends. Um, right now, we had six kids that fish pretty consistently. Um, honestly, probably could have a couple more, but you got to have a boat and you got to have somebody that can go to the tournament. So That's my conversation that I have with the kids. Edwardsville High School, where I teach, uh, full disclosure, just signed two boys to fish collegiately. Mm -hmm. So bass fishing is a sport. It's a collegiate sport. It's a competitive sport. And if you don't think it is, you're wrong, because it is. Now, I think the IHSA might count it as an activity. They do, yep. Okay. Any girls on the team? Uh, we had a couple that were interested at one point in time, but no, we haven't had any that have actually fished. I'm going to go out on a limb and say, in the Bunker Hill community, you've got quite a few fishermen. True or false? Uh, I would say true. We co-op with Staunton as well, so we have, between the two, we have okay. quite a few. But, yeah, the, the, the point is... If you got a boat, that's the difference right there. Then you can always get another kid to fish with you. But if you don't have the boat, and don't you have to have an adult on every boat too? You do. You have to have a captain on every single um, boat, and they have to be the one that actually run the boat. So, Okay. Chase, so what are you doing right now to get ready for the baseball season? You throwing and hitting and lifting. What are you doing? Yeah, so I got lifts six days a week. I'm on a throwing program, uh, cage work hitting, obviously, I'd say about five days a week. All right, and my guess is you have plans to play baseball beyond Bunker Hill High School. Yep. I want to go to college, D1 if I can. Study in school, get an education, all that kind of stuff too. Yep. Are you enjoying your time at Bunker Hill High School? Yeah, I have a great time here. Cool. All right, Coach, what are we looking forward to this spring from the Bunker Hill Minutemen baseball team? I'm looking most forward to our pitching. Um, I think we're going to have – we had some good young pitching last year. We'll have some – I mean, 
those young pitchers. We have a sophomore right in front of me that he'll be all he throw on the mound. Huh? He can throw it. Yes, he can. Yep. All conference, all state, or anything like that last year for this kid as a freshman? Yes, he actually did make all conference as a freshman. It's a big deal. Pretty good conference, too. I always ask kids this. What do you prefer, pitching, hitting? What do you like best? I love pitching. It's like my passion. How many pitches do you throw? Uh, four. I got a fastball, a changeup, a curveball, and a slider. No, uh, what's it, the Cephas? Ephus. Ephus. No, Ephus. Kid gave a presentation on Satchel Page today. You know what the Ephus is? Like where they throw it super high up in the air? Yep. You ever throw that? No. Knuckleball? <laughs> nope, I can't. I don't know what it is. <laughs> no, no junk ball here, huh? No. So isn't, when is fishing? I thought it was the spring. So it really starts in August, and it goes like August through maybe early November, late oh, October. Okay. So it's fall. It's both. And then in the spring, it'll start up again. Um, so there's, there's two different fishing series. There's the ICAST, which that's the one that has a lot of tournaments. And then IHSA um, just has the sectional and the state tournament. Well, are you loving being here, or do you ever think about, man, I need to get back home to Edwardsville. You love being here. I can tell. Yeah. Uh, what do I, you love about it? So I grew up in Holiday Shores, a smaller town, and I remember – leaving the interview here and like I've driven through Bunker Hill but not really much more than that even though I live really close and I left the interview like man I love that place I, I really hope they hired me and I got lucky with that and you're teaching fourth grade you said I am yeah pretty unusual for a kid for a teacher a young teacher to be an elementary school teacher and a high school coach how are you able to balance leaving like what time do you get out of school it is not easy um I mean, even getting to practice every day, trying to get here before the high schoolers is a challenge. I have a lot of people that help me. Um, my co-teacher, um, she'll help watch the kids during dismissal so I can come over to practice. I have people period sub for me all the time so that I can go to games. Um, it, it really takes a lot more than just me at our elementary school for me to, to be able to coach high school baseball. All right. You want to talk about your favorite class before you get out of here? Sometimes you can get extra credit if you tell your teacher, hey, guess what? I was talking about you on the Metro Esports podcast <laughs> last night. Yeah, so honestly, I really like AP English, to be honest. Yes. It really, it really pushes you. Who's the teacher? Uh, Miss Eschbach. All right. What are you reading? What are you doing? Uh, we're not reading anything. We're doing an individual research report. But we're coming together as a group for College Board, and they grade it. Pretty cool. Yeah. Good for you. It's very neat. Sounds like you're getting well prepared for college because here's the thing. This guy's going to get you ready for baseball, and your other baseball coaches are going to get you ready for baseball. But your English teacher is getting you ready to read and write in college. So keep paying attention to your English teacher. Don't yeah. forget that. Yep. As an English teacher, is that? <laughs> well, actually, I teach science, math, um, social studies, and a little bit of writing as well. So I'm uh, not much of a, a reading or necessarily ELA teacher. All right. Well, so nice to see you again. Don't forget to do your homework for my class, Brendan. <laughs> finished that 10 years ago. <laughs> Chase, nice to meet you. Good luck this baseball season, and good luck on the diamond. Yep, thank you. Thanks for having All me. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Okay, yet another guest here from Bunker Hill High School. We are blessed to have Athletic Director Tom Haynes joining us along with School board member Julie Fulton, but first, if you're looking to buy or sell a home in the Metro East on the Illinois or the Missouri side, please give our partners at Keller Williams Marquis Jeb and Ginger Blasting Game 
the chance to serve you. They've got offices in O'Fallon and Edwardsville with more than 165 agents. The Blasting Games are a family-owned business that has helped over 11,000 families find just the right home. The Lipes are one of those families. Jeb and Ginger sold our house quickly because they're experts at staging and pricing, and they helped us find the perfect home, and they can do the same for you. No wonder they've been ranked in the top 10 real estate teams in North America. Give Jeb and Ginger Blasting Game a call at 618-578-9276 or check them out online at BlastingGameGroup.com. You will not be disappointed. All right, Mr. Athletic Director Tom Haynes, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for coming in. How long have you been here? Uh, I've been at Bunker Hill. This is my 12th year. Uh, I've been the AD. This is my third year as the AD. 12th year. If I saw you, I would have guessed you were still a high school student, maybe. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit out. So, AD for eight years. You've been at BH for how many years? I get that wrong? Yeah, it's uh, third year third as year. AD. Yeah, third been year at Bunker Hill for 12 years. Okay. Are you coaching here still? Uh, nope, just AD. Um, once I took the AD role, I stepped down. I was head baseball coach before Coach Magruder. Um, I had had head football for a while. Uh, I guess about five years. Did track for a couple years. You've so done a lot here. Kinda, yeah, kind of all around, a little bit of everything. But now just full-time AD. Yeah, teach not much again. time for anything else, but I still teach. Yeah, I teach full-time. What do you teach? I teach PE health. Um, I have one computers class, and I do summer school driver's ed. you got a busy athletic director. Yes. If you you yes. got an AD that's still still teaching classes. That's yeah. is that, that must be pretty common for a school this size? Uh, overall, yeah. I think some of them are half-time. Um, obviously, you get into some of the bigger schools, they're, you know, they're full-time AD. Um, it doesn't make it tough, but you know, that's, that's kind of the name of the game in a small school. Both you and Brendan went to high school in Southwestern Conference high schools, and now you're coaching and teaching in smaller high schools. Yes. You love it? Yeah, I do, actually. I, I kind of wish I went to a smaller school. Um, you know, Bevel West was great, and, uh, you know, the, the atmosphere on a good Friday night football game was, was incredible. Uh, but from a day-to-day basis and, you know, at the county tournament, we were talking about the Macoupin County tournament last year, uh, that was an awesome atmosphere. I mean, that, you know, 1A, 2A basketball, and the gym was packed, and, you know, you put it in a big arena, it's probably not as not as cozy as it is. And it was a definitely a wild tournament. So I've only taught at small schools, actually. What is your number one job as an athletic director? Uh, putting fires out. I think every single day there's, you know, like just a few minutes ago, I'm running around helping cheerleaders with this. I'm helping, you know, get a girl that has a possible concussion from basketball, trying to see what she's got to do to get cleared. And just like boom, boom, boom. There's constantly new things. to. You know, I got my list and then I got – what I'm hit with on a daily day basis. I think the toughest part, according to some ADs, is staffing, though. Getting yeah. coaches, plugging coaches in the right spots. Is that a tough job? Yeah. You? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, at times, we've had a decent amount of turnover um, here lately with just different coaches, you know, moving for different different reasons. Um, you know, luckily, we got, got lucky with Coach Parm. He was a pretty easy hire. We had a couple other good candidates. Uh, but when you get a, a guy with his with his resume in there and just his passion, he's he's so fired up to be here. Uh, that's why we're looking forward to tonight. He is fired up to be here. That's a great word for it, fired up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Julie, were you part of the group that hired yes. Tom to be an athletic director? Yes. What impressed you about Tom? Just that he had been around. He knew our students and that I knew he could do it. I knew he could do it. He's just – He's all in. He is just a team player. And like he said, he's got like 50 things he's balancing. And then something comes up and he's like, okay, I'll do it. Just like last week, he took a 
busload of kids up to Peoria for the leadership conference. He left here at 6 o'clock. He does not live in Bunker Hill, so he drove an hour to get here, 45 minutes to an hour. Left here at 6 o'clock and was here till probably after 9 because there was a girls' home opener that night here. So, like, he is with it and willing to be a team player and making sure that everybody has what they need. Another big responsibility for any athletic director is facilities. Mm -hmm. What are you working on right now in terms of facilities? What are your goals in terms of facilities? And and what what are the plans that you have in place in terms of getting things done around here? Well, just this past year, we actually redid the uh, baseball softball field. We uh, had a company come in and uh, completely resurfaced the infields, got new dirt on there. Uh, We had some concrete work done around the ball fields this past summer. Uh, and actually, we have a committee here, um, you know, that for making improvements on the facilities. So that <clears throat> that makes it awesome, makes it easy because they come in and they're like, okay, what do we need to do? What you know, what plans do we have? How can we how can we improve things? How much fundraising are you responsible for? I don't have to do a ton of fundraising. A lot of what we our activity budget comes from concessions at games and things like that. Uh, each coach does their own small fundraiser. But when it comes down to, you know, bigger projects, you know, I think the fence on the baseball field is the next thing. I know that was on my list of, you know, my wish list, my want list, and my, you know. So a home run fence? Yes. Yeah. So right now you got no fence in the outfield. We have one there. It's just been, been there a long time. It's not looking the best. You know, I'd love to get that for the baseball field and get uh, the gift for that, that for the baseball field and the batter's eye back there, give it a nice sharp look to go with the infield that we got done. Uh, our tennis courts got that redone last year too, or the summer before last. And those look awesome. I think when you come into town, we got the BHHS letters on there. Um, there's only two of them. I wish we would have had more, but that uh, does. Now we have tennis, so that's a bonus. So. That is great. And you're co-oping with with Staunton, Staunton, Corey yeah. Allen. Yep. Right. Yep. Great. Congratulations. I'm yeah. I'm, I'm delighted that you uh, that you added that you added tennis. Have you oh, had great. Much, have you had much much interest? Not a ton. I think this year we had six girls. Uh, last year we had six or seven girls, so not a ton. But the cool part to me is I'm watching these girls get out there that some of them are other athletes, you know, multi-sport athletes, and some of them aren't. Uh, a couple of our boys last year have never played another sport. And then they got out there, and they did pretty well, and they had a lot of fun with it. So that's my favorite thing about seeing tennis so far is it just giving more kids an opportunity to be involved in something. Okay. I am the director and founder of Tiger Tennis Camps and the Edwardsville Tennis Academy, and I will guarantee everybody on your team and in your co-op who's interested half price, all tennis camps next summer. And if they can't afford that, if that's an issue, we have full financial aid for anybody who needs it. That's incredible. Awesome. So sure. to help you guys, you. to help you guys out, and to, and to do what I can to help promote tennis in the area, yes. that's, that's my pledge to you. All right. And uh, I'd, I'd be glad to help those kids out because they're going to make a hike. It's going to be a little bit of a drive sure. to Edwardsville High School, but I promise you, they're going to come back and they're going to be better tennis players for it. Oh, yeah. No, that's great. Coach Peterson will be excited. I think the athletic director is one of the most important jobs in the school district. Yes. You agree with that? I agree with it. I mean, you are the master organizer of all the sports, all the things. All the things are right there. It's huge. And you've got some sports that maybe you don't know anything about, like esports. That's a new one, yeah. That one, we're just getting rolling with it. It's a new one, but it's a really important one. Yes, that's another one of those ones where we're getting kids involved in something else, you know, kind of a team atmosphere. You get the camaraderie of a team and something that they clearly love to do because some of these kids play video games all the time. 
I once started the skate club at Edwardsville High School, and we had competitions just because I wanted them to connect with the high school. Mm-hmm. So the more things you can offer kids, yes, you know, because there are kids right now that are looking for something, who, and if they have that, they're going to associate with the high school, they're going to attach to the high school, and they're going to have a better experience here. So, so good for you. How many kids came out for eSports? Probably more than tennis. Yeah, so the original meeting, I think we had like 24 kids signed up, um, you know, and we do, and that's something that we're going to, uh, basically, our co-op with Staunton, anything that, any sport that they have uh, that we don't have, we go over there for. Any sport that, you know, if we don't have, if uh, they don't have the sport, and we do, they come over for it. So eSports is one that they're going to send over. Uh, I haven't seen the number on them, but I think, I know there's been at least a dozen kids, you know, down there in Mitch's room, you know, practicing here lately. I think that's got to be part of the fun job as a school board member is when a coach or the AD comes to you and says, Hey, I got a bunch of kids that want to do this. Let's figure out a way to make it happen. That must be like a good, a good conversation, right? It feels great. It is a wonderful conversation because it's, it's getting those kids that don't have an outlet. It's getting them involved. And then they feel like a piece of that community. Of course, because great to have, you know, there was no esports 10 years ago, like no official school sports, no um, esports, but, how long before the IHSA? Uh, they picked it up. It is an IHSA sport now. Yeah, so they has a state series for it and everything. That's great. Yeah, no, it's it's another one of those things. You know, I think, you know, especially for a 1A school, I feel like we do a pretty good job of making sure we have a lot of opportunities for our kids. Is that what you're most proud of here? Or or tell me what you're most proud of here as the athletic director. Uh, I think that, you know, I think that, you know, for a 1A school, I think we do, we're do we doing a lot of things to try to give it a, a bigger school feel while keeping it still a tight-knit community. Uh, we've added a lot of things uh, the last couple of years. I've added um, an alumni night. So after the January 26th basketball game, our boys have a game that night. And then after that, we're going to have the community, you know, former alumni players come in. Um, cheerleaders are going to come in, and there'll be a game. We did that last year. Former cheerleaders, too. Former yes. cheerleaders. Oh, yeah. Barry, oh, man, I think uh, 1981, class of 81, was the oldest basketball player last year that played all the way up to kids who graduated the year before. That's not that old. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was in high school in 1981. <laughs> let's, let's not go crazy here. So, uh, no, that was awesome. So we got alumni night. Um, this year we're starting a futures night, so we're going to have the junior Minutemen and Minute Maids nice. come up and play at halftime during a basketball game, both girls' game and the boys' game. Uh, faculty night, so we're trying to do things like that just to get more people in to give the better experience for the for the uh, you know for the kids to to play on. That's where it's at. So before the basketball game, we've got the uh, the new mayor. Uh, I, I'm putting I'm putting mayor in quotation marks. <laughs> Joe Parmentier out here in the lobby uh, giving. He's got tours, a legend with him, shaking right here. hands. He's got the legend. This is the legend. Just the namesake this is Coach, of this yes. is Coach Lofka yes. right here. Okay, we'll see if we can get him on here. Tom, thanks so much for coming by. Absolutely. I really appreciate it. Julie, you going to stick around? I will stick around for one more round, yeah. Okay, all right. Head out. All right, thanks again. Thanks. Bye. Well, we've got an unscheduled, but I'm super excited for our next guest because he is the namesake of the gym here at Bunker Hill High School, Coach Lafka. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you very much. And how long did you coach here? I saw your record up on the board. 43 years. 43 years, yeah. and you won how many games? Well, the record on the board says it's too short. It, it does? <laughs> yeah. Well, it should be 779. Hey, Coach Parm. Coach Parm, come over here for one. Let me just ask you one, one question. I want you to describe Coach Lafka for me, if you, don't, if you don't mind. Put the headphones on and describe yeah. 
Coach Lofka because you have a long history with Coach Lofka. Yes, I do. Uh, he's like a second father to me. I mean, ask him about the 60s when uh, Gillespie Miners and the Bunker Hill Minutemen played. My dad and him were very tight and uh, went to high school and college together. And I love this man, and that's the reason why I took the job because his name's on the wall. Uh, uh, it, the thing is, uh, about it wasn't me. In fact, I, should, I shouldn't be saying this on the air, but I think I lost the state tournament for us. I hurt my back bad and didn't get to play in the sectional finals against Taylorville. And uh, we had a good team. Uh, his dad was a shorty on our team. He was 5'10". And we had four other guys that was 6'3", six, 6'3 three, six, three and a half. And so we were big. And I hurt my, my uh, back in practice and didn't get it. You think it might have cost you the state championship? Well, it got you got him to the state championship, Coach, so that, right. that was a big deal. Right. So then you started coaching, and you coached here for 43 years? Right. Bunker Hill High School. Right. Just basketball? Did you coach anything else? Baseball. Baseball and, and basketball. And then uh, uh, a big shot up town who told me that the county superintendent said, I want you to hire Lofka as a basketball coach. How about something else? And I said, well, I'll see. And so then – he said, well, game for basketball coach only, so that I only coach basketball then after that. What's it like for you to walk into the gym that has your name on it? <laughs> it I very do you think about it? I can't explain that. Uh, I, got a, I got a wife that, I don't know, she put up with me. Uh, what time come home for supper tonight? And I'd say, what time we have? And it's just 6.30, so I'd walk in about 8.30. <laughs> she didn't say nothing. She knows the rule book. She knows it better than the coaches and the official. <laughs> official. She reads it all the time. No, I, I can't tell you. It just, it, it's it, right now. I think my temperature's getting high, and just because of that, that's what they did to me. Bunker Hills treated me me like gold. Do you have any advice for this guy as he goes out tonight to, to coach this basketball team? Now, you, you're a guy who did it for 43 years. He did it for a long time, too. There's not a lot that he doesn't know, but there's still got to be something that you want to tell him before he goes out there well, in Lafka Gym. He's got to adjust because of just moving in here and everything's strange to him, and some of the things uh, will have to be brought along slowly, and uh, he'll, do, he'll do a good job. I, I, I think uh, – He's, he's getting some guys uh, that they're going to be here at, at later on in the season, I think. And uh, they're not bad. 43 years is a long time to do anything. What was the key for you, besides having a supportive and sympathetic wife and a patient wife, besides having a great partner, what was the key for you to have such a long, happy, successful career? Love. Love, I mean, love for the game. I feel like I could go now, but my wife said, I think we did enough. She said, my rear end was on the bleachers. I started playing basketball when I was in the fifth grade, and I got cut from, cut from the team. I'm from Glispie. Glispie didn't believe in uh, fourth or fifth graders playing. You had to play till the seventh. And, gee, I, I, my mom and dad was upset. They said, well, we can, out, you can outscore all, everybody out there in the eighth grade. So... His father was tough. One good thing, Coach uh, Leip, about him is that 
He'll never say he was a coach. He was a teacher. He was a teacher of the game, and that's what I always respect about this man. He never took credit for any wins. He always said the players won the game. I've listened to this man speak I don't know how many times, and what he says is the truth. And I'm telling you, he's really good at what he did, what he did and he's just a great man. All right, you go coach your right. game. See you, Coach. See you, later. Julie, I want to ask you, what does Coach Lafka mean, not just to the basketball program, but to this community? Everything. He's a living legend. Um, he was teaching when I was still in high school, and that was in the late 90s. And um, I went to many of his basketball games. My uncles played for him. So it means a lot to our community. So we're just thankful that he is – Still coming to these games and coaching our coaches still. I feel like a lot of towns around here have a Coach Lafka. Oh, yeah. They have somebody who was like the guy in the 60s and 70s. You know, uh, we had a guy in Edwardsville, right? Yeah. There was a guy, a guy in Edwardsville, uh, Joe, Joe Luco. Joe Luco. There was a guy in Collinsville. Virgil Fletcher. We were good friends. So that's, that's to me. Like, to me, you're in that class with Virgil Fletcher and, and the Joe Lucos uh, of, of that time, you know? Fletcher's the one that talked to me. He said, if you're a coach, I'll tell you, first thing you should do, why do some coaches not press unless they're behind and press late in the ballgame? You know what? The minute they get out of their dressing room, as soon as they get their clothes on, press Start pressing. That's, so that's what I did. Because sometimes we had real – good ball players, and sometimes we had guys that they could move, they were quick, but we got to take advantage of what they got, what they give to the school and to the community. No problem for you to go from basketball to baseball. That's, that's a tough, tough ask for any coach. Well, in a small school like this, the way um, I'm representing this about basketball, uh, we, didn't play, we didn't play basketball for victories. I played for this. Bunker Hill, what, how many students did you have in school? Well, we had 149 students. Well, what we did was uh, we're playing at Carnival in the Christmas tournament up there, and we're playing a team from Chicago. Should we be scared of them? No. We can beat them. They beat us in overtime by one. <laughs> and here, here they got about 2,500 people in high school. So that's the way I felt. But Bunker Hill's been... They've been great to me. Uh, I don't know. I can't explain it, but I think the kids deserve it just as much as I do. There's a name on the wall out there. The, I had good basketball players. I had I averaged about two to three players that went to play basketball in college when they were here. Some some people here didn't like what I did at first. So Monday and Friday, we're running three point two. Miles, your legs in shape, your arms in shape, your body's in shape. And now, then when we started doing that, guess what? We had two or three kids, not a team, two or three kids go to state and cross country. Yeah, did you help coach cross country? Yes. You they, did. So Luco, Luco started the cross country team at Edwardsville. He's the one that talked me into it. No kidding. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. That's so great. Did you coach against Manny Jackson? No. You didn't? Okay. No. All right, Coach, thanks so much for coming by. I'm not going to keep you from the game. Go enjoy, go enjoy the opening night for your, from the guy who called you like a father to him in your gym, and I hope the referees call a good game for you. Thank you very much for the interview. Good to see you. Thanks, Coach.
All right, we're going to talk with a couple guys on the basketball team. But first, Edwardsville has a bunch of great restaurants. But at the top of my list is Wang Gang Asian Eats. I've been a huge fan for years. Why? Their contemporary Asian menu is loaded with innovative takes on classic Asian flavors. Tasty appetizers like potstickers, choo-choo shrimp, crab rangoon, delicious entrees like their famous drunken noodle and the dragon poke bowl combined with their unique bar menu and world-class service makes Wang Gang a perfect destination for date night, family night, or even Sunday brunch. But if Asian ain't your thing, pop into Chappie's right next door for the best burgers, fried chicken shakes, and the coldest beer on the planet. Located just west of Edwardsville High School, it's easy to find, and you'll be glad you checked out both places. By the way, all guests who appear on this podcast get a free shake at Chappie's. Stoked about those shakes, guys? I sure am. Very, very, very. They are fantastic. We got to get one of those to Coach Lafka. Yeah. He probably likes a good milkshake. I bet he does. All right. Welcome to the show. To my left, Will Manor. Menar. 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 Sorry about You're that. Right. Will Menar. And across the table from me, Jack Wilcox. Good to see you guys. You too. Thank you for having us. Will, what year in school are you? Um, I am a junior, so class of 2025. Okay. Jack? I'm a senior. Seniors. You guys excited for your season opener tonight? Yes, very, sir. Very. You guys start? Yes. Will, what position are you? I'm the point guard. Jack? I'm the center. Center? Yep. How tall are you? I don't know, 6'3". Six, 6'3". Three. Six, three. Okay. Do you, are you undersized for a center? Or are you tall for a center I for, mean, the, for your competition? I wouldn't say I'm necessarily tall, but I have a big weight advantage. I'm a, I'm a big guy. You are? Yeah. <laughs> you don't look like a big guy to me. I mean, like you look like a normal guy, but you're a strong. Are you a football player? I'm not. I played one year. wasn't my thing. Basketball only. Basketball and baseball. Okay, so you're a baseball player too. We yeah. just had we just had Coach Magruder on the uh, on the show. I was his high school English teacher. Where are you? Can you believe that? See, I like how you look surprised. You should be like, "Wow, I'm surprised. You guys look like you're <laughs> the same age." Start with that next time. Okay. <laughs> how about you? Any other sports for you? Um, no. Just basketball. Okay. What are you guys looking forward to tonight? I know you're looking forward to the game. You're looking forward to the crowd. You're looking forward to scoring points. What else are you looking forward to? I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing if all this work that we've put in over the summer and leading up to this is really going to pay off, I guess. Have you put in a lot of work? We've put in an extreme amount of work. Every guy on the team has. Be more specific. Weight room, learning offense, what kind of work? It's a lot of – Coach Parmentier is a scrimmage coach. So it's a lot of running up and down the court, getting shots up, rebounding, working on actually playing the game instead of doing pointless drills. So I think that's why we've kind of elevated our game to the next level. All right, Will, how would you describe the play of this team? What is your style going to be? I think we're very much like a run-and-gun kind of team, or at least that's what we're looking for tonight. Um, I mean, our half-court sets are pretty good. I mean, we know what we're doing there. I think our one week, our one weakness is probably going to be half court. If we get the ball down the floor and we can score on those fast breaks, then I think we'll be set. Who's going to be the good competition in your conference this year? Who are the teams to beat? Are you the team to beat? Who's the team to beat? That's a good question. Staunton. Staunton will be tough? I'll have to agree. Staunton. Yeah. We, got, we owe them one. We've we got a new conference this year, so we've not seen any of our competition. Okay. So, con- Conference, we don't know. Non-conference, Staunton's going to be our hardest. Okay, because you talked about the fact that you were playing a lot of teams from the Springfield area. We will be playing a lot of teams from Who the Springfield. Who are some of those teams? I don't even know yet. Okay. Have, um, let's see. Is Calvary one? 
I don't believe so. Calvary Academy, maybe. Um, Edinburgh is one of oh, our yeah. Pawnee. Um, I feel like Nokomis is in our conference now. That makes sense. We just got out of conference with like the McGivneys and the Marquettes. Right, because they started their own conference. Yes, and we were in that for many years, and it was hard. It was a struggle. Okay, Jack, 12, 12th grader, senior. Have you played basketball here all four years? I have. I, uh, my freshman year, I don't even think I sniffed the court for JV. And then sophomore year, getting there on varsity. But these past two years, I mean, especially with Will learning all these new offenses and stuff, it's been a bit of a transition from last year to this year with such a big difference in coaching. Is it a brand-new offense? Yes. Yeah. We have, we have one, one set that is the same that we ran last year because Parm – Coach Parm, he knows, he knows horn sets work. It's a college college set usually, and he kept one of those from last year, which I think he ran throughout his entire career, which is one of my favorites. Okay, we're here in part because it's Parm's big opening night. How would you guys describe playing for Coach Parm? How would you describe his style as a coach? Intense. That's the one word I would yeah. use. Be yeah, intense. yeah, yeah. Fun. Definitely fun. Sometimes aggravating, I won't lie, but <laughs> – yeah, I think every coach is aggravating. I yeah, think yeah. every coach has gotten on every player's nerves at some point if they're coaching, right? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, a yeah fact. for sure. But you're putting in the time. Oh yeah, I think he's energetic yeah. for an old man. Surprisingly I mean, so. Yeah, you should see how much he sweats. You got to keep an eye on that tonight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he said he brought an extra shirt. I don't know if he told uh, you guys. Yeah, that, I've, but. <laughs> I've seen him sweating on the podcast, but that's only when I ask him the tough questions. Anyway. All right, guys. You got to ask Palmer about the time he uh, a woman threw a cheeseburger at him. That's a <laughs> that's a that's a pretty good story. And I'm going to be watching tonight to see how on the officials he gets. Parm tends to get pretty vocal mm-hmm. toward uh, he he tends to let his opinions known to the officials. I'll put it to you that way. So I'll be I'll be watching to see if he's mellowed at all in that regard. Have you seen any of that yet? Yes. Yeah. 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 A little bit. He's he's. We're looking for minimal text this year. <laughs> yeah. I think that'll be yeah. good. Yeah. Can I point out one yeah, thing about it. Will? Yeah. Um, Will is the reason why we have new tennis courts. When he was in fourth grade, he came to one of our board meetings and asked the board if we could do anything to get the tennis courts. You're a tennis player? Um, I've recreationally, yeah. Good. Amateur, yeah. 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 Like, well, I he pledged. would go out there every summer and play with his brother and – hit and we had weeds out there and so that was his main that's awesome he wanted to get that so that we could have a tennis team tennis and basketball are very closely related it's movement stopping changing directions and footwork you should try it Love i it. have tried it i suck at it well i'm not very good you got to play the thing <laughs> about tennis also is you can go out there and play by yourself that is true one other person you, it doesn't take it doesn't take a whole team to play basketball well, good luck. Did you play on the team last year? I did not. No, I've I focused on basketball pretty much throughout high school, really. Yeah. Your brother's going to play, though, this Ben's, year, right? Ben's pretty good. Yeah, he's yeah. pretty good. The Locks brothers mm. play. Mm. Yeah. So and they're, yeah. uh, they're basketball kids, and they play on the – it must be weird to play against somebody in one sport and then on potentially on the same team as somebody in another sport because yeah. you co-op with them. Yeah, yeah, it, is, yeah. it is a strange thing. It really is. <laughs> All right, guys. I gave uh, Chase an opportunity to point out his favorite class or teacher to potentially get some extra credit for tomorrow. Mm. Any favorite teachers or classes? Remember, somebody might give you extra credit. I'm going to have to go 
with Miss Melton for my math class. There you I'm go. I have to go with that. What do you love about Miss Melton? Uh, she's a wonderful person. Good for Very, you. She's, uh, everything good that can be said uh, is said about her. That's awesome. How about that? I love it. How about I love that? It. And you? Um, also, I'm going to have to go with my math class, uh, Miss Albright Tipler. She's a, she's a really wonderful woman. She's actually really energetic for a math class. And, I mean, I get excited learning about yes. functions. She is very energetic <laughs> about math. That's awesome. My math, ta- my math teacher told me in high school, Leip, you would flunk this class if I wasn't your math, <laughs> if I wasn't your tennis coach. And I said, why do you think I'm in this section? <laughs> All right, guys. Good luck tonight. Score a bunch of points. Will Menar and Jack Wilcox, go get them tonight for the Minutemen. Thank you. Thank and you, for Coach Parm. Yes, sir. That's right. Thank you for having us on. Thank you. Julie, are you sticking around? Are you taking off? I'm going to take off. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to Well, take thanks off. so much, thank Julie, for, so much. for setting this whole thing up. I appreciate it. We've got a couple more guests coming, but thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for coming. Having a blast here at Bunker Hill High School for Joe Parmentier's opening night as the new boys basketball coach. And we're going to talk to Mitchell Brown, the eSports coach coach here at Bunker Hill High School. But first, winter is here, and it's time to check your heating unit. And Viviano Heating and Air Conditioning is a family-owned and operated HVAC company that strives to provide quality heating and cooling services throughout the Metro East, including Edwardsville, Collinsville, Belleville, Troy, and O'Fallon. A proud train distributor, their technicians install and service all makes and models of equipment. Whether you're looking to maintain, repair, or replace, Viviano has you covered. For service you can trust, don't hesitate to call Viviano today at 618-345-7498 or visit them online at vivianoair.com. It's hard to stop a train. Welcome to the show, Coach Brown. How's it go? What's so funny? Nobody calls you Coach Brown? Oh, not really. What do they call you? Uh, Just Mr. Brown, usually. So, But you're the eSports coach. Yes, I am. Explain to us what that means. So eSports basically takes the same video games that uh, these kids, these high schoolers are playing at home, and they turned it into a competitive format. What are the games that these kids are playing at home? So in our current league, um, kind of the big one with a lot of student involvement is probably Fortnite, uh, a little bit of Call of Duty, um, Apex Legends, uh, League of Legends, and I think there's 12 different games we can play. Are some of these games super violent? Um, some can be. Uh, usually the eSports, at least in high school, tries to stray away from mostly violence. Um, but, I mean, there is shooting. Okay. All right. And how long have you been the eSports coach here? Okay, so this would be my first, first year as eSports coach. Um, right now we're just kind of a budding program. We're just getting it started. Um, there had been talks previously before me. Um, but, I mean, I kind of spearheaded it and just pushing it just to make an actual program work. So you made it happen? Yes. Okay. How long have you, have you been a – you're a teacher here, right? Yes. What do you teach? I teach science. So anything physics, chemistry, and a little bit of bio, too. So what was your motivation to get the eSports thing going here at Bunker Hill? Well, honestly, it had to be the kids. Um, kids, they talk about video games is what they do. And then they're like, oh, Mr. Brown, do you play video games? And I'm like, yeah, occasionally. More in college, not so much now. Don't have a ton of time. Uh, being a teacher and a professional, 
that being said, you know, the kids were, they talked to me about esports, and they came to me and they're like, well, um, a couple years ago, we talked about it. We had meetings. Um, we wanted to start it, and then just people um, just didn't quite have enough time. So I started talking to administrators, and they said, you know what? Uh, we're going to get this thing going. If you want to spearhead it, it's all you. And uh, I just kind of took it, and we're still building. we got a long way to go, but I think we have a pretty decent start now. I think it's important because I think the kids want to do it. Exactly. You know, when I was a kid, we didn't play a lot of video games, right? You're like, I remember Pong. That's how old <laughs> I am. That was the first video game. Bink, bink, right? Oh, yeah. But it's come a long way. And like you said, all the kids play. Oh, all of them. When is the esports season? Okay, so right now in the league we are in, there are four separate seasons, um, two in each semester. So they, since there are so many games, they like to split them up. Um, this current season, you would be playing CSGO, um, let me think, Pokemon Unite, and I'm kind of forgetting the third option. But there's three games in each season. So those games change. Oh, they do change. Those games can change like every every semester. Mm-hmm. Yep. So when do they announce what the games are going to be? So that's usually at the start of the year. They'll say, um, and I have a little cheat sheet um, that has the four different seasons and then the three games per season. That's where you're getting those 12 total games. What were the games? What are, what are the games going to be this spring? Do you know? Okay. I actually have... Little cheat sheet here. Got a boy. Oh yeah, gotta come prepared. So um, this next semester, you have two seasons. Uh, the winter season starting right after we get back, and the games are Fortnite, Overwatch Two, and Super Smash Bros. Sweet. So you're the coach of this of this program. Are you teaching these kids how to? play these games better are you coaching them and saying like hey do this try this oh yeah you have to because at the end of the day um competitive play is very different from just casual um and you can see that with kind of starting there are tournaments now and streamers and they don't play the same as like you or i would go to go and relax um so it's very different play style and definitely higher skill do you have practices Yes, we have practiced currently two times a week. How long do you practice? So I usually keep the kids just one hour right now. Um, usually they are definitely on longer than I have them. So I kind of keep it structured with that one hour. I only make you do the one hour, but most of the kids are teaming up and they're practicing, practicing their skills without me even having to like, tell them to. Do you have a designated eSports room? Um, not currently. So being a starting program, uh, we don't have a huge budget. Um, most of the equipment are the kids' own equipment, so their own personal equipment. Okay, so they're bringing in their, their systems. So right now we're not bringing in. We have a couple apps where we can get into voice calls, and basically um, they can do it all from home. Ah, so you're doing it remote. Yes. Okay, so you're for your one hour a day, they're doing that whole thing remote for the one hour practice sessions. That whole thing's remote. Yeah. All oh, remote. that's a game changer. Oh, it it really is. And so um, not everybody's in. The, I, for some reason, I was thinking everybody was in the same room. Ideally, if we had the equipment, 
I would love for that to happen at least once in a while. Um, but as it sits right now, I mean, we don't have huge budget and equipment gets expensive fast. So, um, but then again, but I if mean, they had all their own stuff, they could bring it all, bring it into the room and plug yeah. them into multiple TVs, right? Definitely. What's the future of this sport? Is that the future of this sport? Oh, the future of this sport is just getting, playing in arenas, mm-hmm, getting bigger and bigger. I mean, with our league, the finals usually in the playoffs are up at Northern Illinois University. So you go up there and they have a whole esports room with all the equipment already there. And a bunch of schools have, a bunch of colleges have esports teams. Oh, yeah. They're starting to give out scholarships. And that's kind of a game changer because, I mean, it is getting serious. Uh, most of the time, you tell like some of the older generation, you know, we play esports and video games, and they're like, oh, you know, there's no money in that. And that's just not true. You know what? First of all, even if there is no money in that, mm-hmm. if there's fun in that, then you do it. Exactly. You know, if right? the, you know, not everything needs to be about the money. And the thing is, of these kids playing basketball tonight, how many of them are going to get any kind of money for playing at the next level? Probably not many. Hopefully a couple of them do. I'm not saying oh, that yeah. they're not going to. But money doesn't need to be the motivation for everything. And if they end up getting some money for it, great. Mm-hmm. I think one of the side uh, benefits, networking. These oh, kids yeah. are meeting each other, and they're networking with kids from other places, and that's a good thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, a big thing, I had conversations with superintendents and principals, and it's just student involvement at the end of the day. Um, there's some statistics out there and different data that shows once you get kids involved with something, Boom. everything increases. Yes. Social interaction, grades, everything fixes itself. So Because I mean, now a kid's got to be – eligible to participate in the esports event. Exactly. So that's a motivating factor for, for a lot of kids. All right, I got a million more questions for you, but I <laughs> want to talk about golf for a second. Located northeast of Edwardsville, Oak Brook Golf Club is a family-owned 27-hole public golf facility, and their goal is to offer the highest quality golf experience for a reasonable fee. Oak Brook is consistently recognized for awards such as friendliest staff, best course to host a fundraiser, and best senior scramble in the bi-state area. From fundraisers to leagues to instruction to an afternoon out on the links by yourself or with your buds, the Brook wants to win your business. I have personally played and hosted multiple golf scrambles there, and I can attest, Mike Surrey and his staff are the best. To book your next tee time or to start organizing your next fundraising scramble, why don't you go have a fun? Why don't you go have a scramble for the esports kids, Coach? Give them a call at 656-5600 or check them out online at oakbrookgc.com. And if you find my ball that I hit in the woods, let me know about it. There's only going to be about 500 of them there. Okay. Any girls showing up for esports? Um, right now, kind of a lower number of girls. Uh, there still are. Um, right now, I'd still say we're primarily male. Are you having to recruit kids, or are they just coming out of the woodwork for this? Um, at first, I mean, most of the kids just came out of the woodwork. I made one announcement, and they just showed up. Um, now, there are some kids. Um, some of the games we don't have a ton of people participating in. I mean, we have a, a lot for Fortnite. And then some of the more unknown games, I, I have had to kind of, like, go and say, who's playing this? Um, but for the most part, I mean, kids came to me. Do you, ever ha- do you ever have a kid who says, hey, you know what, I'm a gamer, but I just haven't played this game yet? And you say, oh, let's try it. Let's learn it. Does oh, that yeah. happen a lot? Oh, yeah, definitely. I know with CSGO, there are a couple kids that never even played the game, but they had the equipment, and I'm like, hey, do you want to play it? And they said, yeah, I'll learn. What the heck? 
Do you play with them? Yes. Um, so I do play with them, kind of limited. Most of the time it's really supervising and kind of critiquing their gameplay. Um, but I think it's always fun to get in a game and, you know, play with your coach. Okay, I'm going to be honest with you. Integrity Spine and Joint Center. Coach, uh, not coach, Dr. Langston, help me out with my thumb. I'm not kidding you. My thumb I had, was, was killing me from texting, overusing my phone. So I've had a texting injury, of, and he helped me. He helped me. He did great work on me. Have you ever had a kid say, Coach, I can't go today, man. I can't go. I can't go, man. I'm hurt. I pulled a thumb. Not yet. Um, the biggest, I'd say, injury but not injury would be if you're playing on mouse and keyboard, you can get carpal tunnel. Um, I haven't run into that yet, but, you know. I guess it could happen. You're going to have to call the trainer in, Coach. You're going to, uh, Mitchell, you're going to have to call the trainer in if, to, to get you through the postseason potentially. Be, be ready for it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Who are the teams locally against whom you are competing? Um, right now, most of our teams are actually kind of up north, kind of up north in Chicago. Um, there aren't really any conferences. Uh, they kind of just throw everybody into a big group. So – but there are some schools locally. Doesn't Wood, Wood River has eSports. Yes. And I think Roxana has an eSports program too. Those are the only two local teams? Um, that I know of, yeah. Huh. Not a ton. So, But once again, do you have to be in person to compete with these teams? You don't have to be. No. It's all remote. Exactly. So travel's not even necessary. Mm-hmm. It saves a lot of money. <laughs> That's cool. All right, Mitchell. Coach Brown, I really appreciate uh, you for coming on the podcast, and good luck with those esports kids, man. Any shout outs uh, to some of them? Oh yeah, um, uh, shout out to the CS:GO team. I know uh, it was kind of short notice, kind of getting them together, and uh, a lot of kids stepped up and who've never played the game. And I'm like, hey, you know, we need people, and they said, you know, we're willing. So pretty thankful to all the kids, and just you know, they're here to build this program and. They really have that growth mindset, and I, I mean, I appreciate it. It's, it's easy to be a coach when kids are so willing. All right, I'm going to promise you, if these kids have some success and you're proud of them, I want you to bring them back on the podcast, bring them down to Edwardsville, and uh, I want to I hear about what they're doing in eSports. Oh, yeah. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Coach Mitchell Brown, eSports, Bunker Hill High School. Last guest tonight, probably, unless – my crack producer, Keaton Anderson, grab, grab some more uh, fans out of the stands or something like that. But we plan to talk tonight to girls varsity basketball coach, Tim Melantine. Welcome to the show, Tim. Hey, thanks for having me. I got to see you practice a little bit before the game started tonight. How's the season going? Uh, you can tell by my voice, not great. Uh, <laughs> we got a lot of young ones out there, so we're kind of learning on the fly. But uh, uh, we'll be better to come Christmas, I think. How many years have you been the girls' varsity basketball coach here? Well, it's been in two phases. I started here in JV level of 2001, I guess, and then uh, I took the varsity over in 2005. Um, we made a couple trips to the sectional during that time. Things went going pretty good. And then 2014-15, uh, my daughter got to the high school here, and I didn't want to coach my own kid. I thought that would be um, – tough on her I and mean, I wanted her to whatever she earned to kind of be her own so I I kind of got away from it and somebody else coach Burnett come in and did a good job with them then and then uh, 
when she had graduated, the job reopened up, and I kind of foolishly stepped back into it. So, and you're having a good time. The second <laughs> I am. Run. I, I'm having a great time. It, the, the thing that's different this go around is the kids are uh, a little less self motivated than they were ten years ago. I mean, really? Just, just with with uh, I know it's hard to believe, right? With with all the uh, technology they got in their hands constantly and everything else, but uh, this I got a good group right now. Post COVID, you think COVID? I think COVID changed. The world changed kids, changed motivation, changed focus. Not for everybody, but I think uh, I think a lot of people got pretty comfortable sitting on the couch all day. I think a lot of adults oh, definitely. got comfortable sitting on the couch for sure. all day. For sure. Are you a Bunker Hill guy? You from this town? I am. I played for Lafka all the way through. I seen you had him on earlier. So we did. That coach is great. What does he mean to this town? I asked uh, your school board member, Julie Fulton, Fulton uh, for her answer, but I want to ask you the same. What does he mean to this community? I mean, everything. I mean, I went to a, a, a clinic one time in Chicago, um, and they went around the room and had everybody kind of say where they were from. And when I said Bunker Hill, like, obviously nobody knows in Chicago where Bunker Hill is, but the guy that was doing the clinic said uh, he only knows two things about Bunker Hill, that little white hamburger stand on the side of the road and Coach Lafka. So that's, I mean, he's definitely, he's it. So. Icon. Yes, for sure. You got sure. a statue of Abe Lincoln in this town. Why don't you have a statue of? Coach Lafka, I bet you. I bet you. Who's more popular in Bunker Hill, Abe Lincoln or Coach Lafka? Well, we're we're working on at least getting the, one of them big heads or something on on Lincoln. We can't, can't afford the whole statue, but just maybe put Lafka's head on Lincoln's body. We can maybe work that out. <laughs> That's a good idea. Why don't we do that? I think a little kid is running around here. That's all right. Um, I'm sure some adult will find that kid eventually. Yeah, you belong. Oh, somewhere. there we go. There, that's who the kids belong. That's who the kid belongs to. Okay, are you a teacher here at BH? I do not teach here. I work outside the district, um, which I have for years. Uh, I said I've actually started coaching here in '98 with junior high kids, so I've been here a long time. But uh, yeah, I never have worked in the district. What do you My, do? I work for a company that we inspect, like overhead cranes and stuff, OSHA regulation stuff. And luckily, I work for a place that's free enough to let me kind of come and go to work this out. So. Those big giant cranes that like put the crane, put yeah. the air conditioning units on the roofs and whatnot. Oh yeah, yeah, big. big you bridge. inspect those. I don't anymore. You can tell by looking at me. I don't climb ladders and do that anymore. I kind of sit in the office now. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's what we do. Tough, tough way to make a living. Yeah. Climbing a ladder, inspecting a crane. Okay. Describe your team this year. Uh, young. We're young. You we, yeah, we definitely are young. But, but uh, they compete. They're, I mean, we're definitely more athletic than I feel like we've been the last couple of years. Uh, got a little more speed, a little more up and down t- tempo than we're, we played here in the past. How many girls do you have in your program? We only have 11. Now, I had two girls that were going to come out that had some injuries preseason that didn't allow them, uh, but we have no seniors, so we're graduating no one. We should get three or four from the junior 11 high girls in your entire program. Freshman through senior. Freshman through senior, 11. So you don't have a JV team then? We play JV. Yeah, we, we, whoever we don't, the five guys we don't start in the varsity, we play the other guys, there are six guys in the JV roster. And just kind of shorten the quarters down a little bit. Then they get to play a lot. Yeah, they get that. Uh, that you think the kids would be lined up to play. They're going to play so much. But, uh, yeah, it hasn't been the case. Are these numbers low for Bunker Hill girls basketball, or is that a typical girls team size? It's over the last five years, it's actually coming up. There was several years they were going to co-op us because we only had seven or eight kids here. So Wow. Uh, yeah, it's actually coming up. And we got, a, a, I think we had 17 kids out junior high this year. There's a lot of junior high kids. Uh, our best basketball is probably between – our sophomore class and our sixth grade group. So oh, wow. we, we got some kids coming that are, you know, like our, our junior high guys are in eighth grade or semifinal of a regional tonight. They're up there, you know, they've had a good season too. So 
Uh, we're going to, over the next few years here, get some lift. It went through a spell where our junior high guys were winning three or four games a season. And, um, when you get to high school and you drop about 25 or 30% of them, kids don't go out. Then you know, you're only winning three or four games from the get-go. It's, uh, it's easy to get just, just down. And, you know, now we got our junior high programs back, you know, winning 15, 16 games a year. They're, they're seeing what it's like to win. They're competitive. It makes a huge difference. It does. It How of, closely do you work with those middle school slash junior high coaches? I try to go there a couple nights a week. Uh, their season actually is offset with ours. They start like in September or around you go Labor to the, Day. To practices? I go. Yeah, I go there at least twice a week. I go over there and stick my head in and kind of see what they got going on. And uh, Coach Stewart, the seventh grade coach, uh, coached up here at the high school level with me for five or six years early on. So I'm, they kind of give me a free free reign, kind of come in as I go, and then. Uh, Coach Redmond actually played for me as a player. She's back coaching now. So, uh, yeah, I, I pop in there a couple times a week to see what they got going on. How often are you saying, hey, uh, you know, this is what we run at the high school. You might want to consider running this. We do. They have some things that they they got in place that we run out here. Um, not, I mean, there's the layers of what they can comprehend at the junior high level versus a guy who's a senior, of course. But uh, uh, the basis of what we're trying to put in, they we do all the way down to our sixth grade guys. What, what's your style as a coach? Like, if, if I'm going to say uh, Coach Melantine, or I'm going to go watch a coach, Tim Melantine, uh, girls basketball team, what should I expect to see? Well, if you ask anybody in the area here, I've, like I've said, my mark has always kind of been the defensive end. We, we guard first, and offense is kind of secondary, and I think that's kind of our first few games has uh, kind of showed. I mean, our offense hasn't come along around as fast as I would have liked, but uh, uh, we're going to guard. And then this year is a little different for me. Typically, I'm like the old Lofka. We're going to – press them a little bit, grind it down, make everything a half-court game, throw 45 different offensive sets at them. But, uh, 45? Yeah. But uh, now the kids i got now, they're, they're not ready for that. They're young, but with the athletics, so we're going to play a little more tempo than we have in the past. We'll be a little more up and down and try to get some, let our defense turn into some offense for us. I think you were lucky to play for Coach Lafka. I'm very lucky. I've, I was blessed to have great coaches all the way through. I mean, and Greg, I'm not taking it away from Lafka. He's amazing, but uh, – at the grade school level, we had a coach from Randy Houston who was fantastic too, and uh, Mr. Coach Hanks. Uh, he coached some college women's stuff after he left high school. Whenever I was here, um, he was. Fan- I mean, Coach Ossendorf. I had great coaches. I was lucky to have guys that. I mean, Lofka kind of controlled the coaches too. I mean, he coached the coaches, but uh, boy, we were lucky to have good coaches. Bunker Hill. For people who haven't been here, for people who have never been here and may never come to Bunker Hill. Describe the town. Describe the school. Oh, well, I, if you give them a product support, they'll be here. Like you see tonight. I mean, Parm's been putting the word out. He's brought some energy back to the boys' program here. They're um, they're kind of following his lead of where he wants to go with this thing, and uh, they'll, they'll support it. I my junior high days, we ended up going to the state final in two thousand four, I guess. And when we came back to town, uh, everything in town that had lights on it, they met us out here at the flagpole, and people were coming. I mean, it's just. They'll support it. You give them a product, they'll they'll back it. You're a lifer, man. You love this town. I do. I've born or I wasn't born here. I was actually born in Nebraska, but my my folks went to school here, and we moved back. And uh, I like I said, I bought a house. I'm getting ready to build a house here in town. I'm, yeah, I'm never going to leave. So this is this is it for me. Good for you. Ever coach boys? <laughs> it's funny you should say that. My wife says if I coach the boys, she'll divorce me because uh, I don't have the temperament. Boys are a little. Uh, I think I love the athleticism. I love the speed of the game. But uh, kids today, man, they just don't, they don't mind telling you where to go. And so I'm, like I said, playing for Lafka and, and Houston, those guys, I'm just a little more old school than that. I can't, uh, 
I can't stomach somebody kind of yelling back the way these kids like to do today. And you don't get that kind of back talk with the with the ladies. I don't. The girls the girls are uh, more coachable. They are way more coachable. Way more. Uh, you know, they're they're a different kind of coachable. You got to follow back up and tell them twenty five times how much you, you know, how proud of you are of them. To you, one bad comment, you got to give them five good ones, or they'll, you know, think you you hate them for a week. But uh, it's just a, it's a different kind of coaching than you would a boy. I'm going to tell you, a uh, coach. I'm going to tell you a, a quote that a famous uh, soccer coach, probably the best, the best soccer coach in the history of uh, NCAA's North Carolina soccer coach who built the program. We're talking Mia Hamm. He coached, he coached the women's national team uh, forever. And he said, I've coached men, I've coached women. The difference between coaching men and women, when you coach men, you spend your time convincing them that you know more than they do. And when you coach women, you spend your time convincing them that they're better than they think they are. That's exactly right. Would you feel like that's a true statement? That's one hundred percent. I got I got a, a freshman girl now named Reagan Perez, and she is, I wouldn't say the you know a great hope for Bunker Hill, but she is going to be a fantastic high school player. Uh, but she's just got to believe that she's going to be a fantastic high school player. She's still kind of trying to find her way as the confidence level of to take that next step of being the guy. But uh, he's running the money. You you know confidence. I've always I've always said, boy, I wish you could just tilt a kid's head sideways and pour confidence in her ear, but it just doesn't work like that. It doesn't. And you can't give confidence to any two athletes the exact same way. Yeah, definitely. And one thing I've tried over the years, um, especially with younger players that you're like starting freshmen on the varsity is always difficult. But uh, uh, sometimes I'll take a guy that's starting varsity and I may may put him put him in the JV game just to let him see some. Buckets go in and get a, feel a little better about themselves. And um, sometimes just, yeah, just getting a night where they can go in there and score 20 in a JV kind of gives them a little boost of that their shot's back or their, you know, that their, their stuff's kind of back under them. But, uh, yeah, they're, they're, if you find a good way, you let me know because I would love to borrow it. I, you know, it's just, it's just different for every kid, isn't it? You know, some kids it's more reps. Some kids it's, it's more telling you that I believe in you. Um, it's just it's not the same. Yeah, it's not the same. Some sure. kids, it's just having a laugh, you know, saying, "I, you know, it's okay. You had a bad, rough night. It's okay. We'll get him tomorrow." Right, right. You know, but I think uh, I don't think yelling at a kid is ever is ever a good idea. But no, and and what I've seen today is um, it used to be you could ride a guy like when back when you played with Lofka. I mean, if you um, did something he didn't enjoy at practice, um, it wasn't a little. I mean, it was a discussion, but you knew for the next hour and a half that he didn't enjoy whatever you just did, you know, and. Like these kids today, you can you can get on them, but you need to follow right back up with a, a hug or a high five, or they're going to be you know down the rest of the week. I think uh, I, I think Coach Lafka left an imp, left an imprint on a lot of kids. Was he a tough coach? He he always had enforcers. I feel like the JV guy would was always the bad guy. He would he would dog you too and hold you accountable. Um, but he always had guy like Coach James. Was, good friends of Parmenteers here too. Coach James was here or except Coach House and he, he let them bark at you and uh, kind of make you know that you didn't want to go that road anymore. But uh, the thing I love that not just the wins and losses, he's just a great teacher. I mean, as far as making the, the players, I mean, you look at the, all the guys that have played for him that are coaching now. I mean, you know, uh, Coach Bauer, Coach Bishop is at Mississippi Valley. Like there's these guys that are come through here that are coaching somewhere else or whatever. It's just, he just teaches the game so well. 
All right, man. I'm I'm psyched to uh, check out this game tonight. I I just cannot wait. Uh, and also before we before we sign off, shout out to your cousin Nick Melty. Yeah, Nick's had a great football season. The former uh, three year starting quarterback here at Bunker Hill High School. There's not a statue of him out in front. Well, it's a toss up between him or Lafka. He kind of got the short end of it. I'm voting for Nick. <laughs> all right. Well. Big thanks tonight. You know, we had so many just amazing guests. Thank you all for listening to this special show from opening night for Joe Parmentier at Bunker Hill High School. Thank you all for listening so much. I really appreciate it. Uh, Big thanks to our guests. Man, we had a bunch of guests. School board member Julie Fulton, Coach Parmentier, Brendan Magruder, Chase Butler, the athletic director Tom Haynes. We had Will Maynard, Jack Wilcox. We even had the legendary coach, Lafka, Coach James Lafka. Am I saying it right? Got it. James Lafka. Lafka. Silent H. And uh, we had eSports coach Mitchell Brown, and we just had Coach Tim Melantine of the girls' basketball program. So, and for partners, Cassins, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram, Callaway Home Loans, Keller Williams Marquee, the Blasting Game Group, Integrity Spine and Joint Center, Front Office, Fiduciary Network, Oakbrook Golf Club, Viviano Heating and Air Conditioning, Wang Gang Asian Eats, and for associate producer Keaton Anderson, thank you all for listening to the Metro East Sports Podcast, talking all things sports in the Metro East.